Thank you for joining me on another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, November the 13th. I'm Donald Ware. Well, North Carolina Central goes down to Howard. And I got to be honest with you, I had, um, uh, out of the three picks that I made on last week uh, during the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on Friday, I was one out of two. I actually had the Eagles defeating Howard, made my reasoning for that. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the way that Howard had dropped that football game against South Carolina State the week before, but it just goes to show the Bison really bounced back. Larry Scott had his guys focused and ready to play in that football game at home. By the way, in terms of looking at the crowd, less than 4,500 at Green Stadium. I, I don't know the reasoning for that. I don't know if it was uh, one of the, a situation where it, it was raining. I'm not 100% sure, but that I thought that should have been a packed football game. That should have been a game that should have been sold out there at Green Stadium because Howard, although coming off the week, the loss the week before in good position, a win for Howard means Howard is in the driver's seat for the MIAC. And in fact, that is the case right now, a win against Morgan State next week, which isn't going to be easy. Okay, it's not going to be easy at all. Would mean that Howard would, I, I, I believe, I be, I'm not 100% sure about this. And of course, in years past, and if you go back and look at the the more recent history of the MIAC, we have had so many shared titles, even last year, there was a shared title between North Carolina Central and Howard. Both teams had one loss, even though North Carolina Central had defeated Howard head-to-head. They still shared the title. I, I'm not sure if the MIAC has gotten rid of that uh, this year, but, I mean, the, at the end of the day, even if the Eagles win out, and the Eagles play Delaware State next week, that should be a win uh, for the Eagles. I mean, you got to play the game. Should be a win. But... If you have a situation when Howard beats Morgan State, then Howard, I don't know if it's a shared title, but for sure Howard would represent the MEAC in the Celebration Bowl. I mean, that's for sure because of the head-to-head win against North Carolina Central. Now, it's still, you know, it's still not over for a Morgan State, right? Like, if Morgan State wins, they Morgan State, the Bears would have to hope and by the way, the Bears are very hot right now. Won three straight ball games, only one loss in the MIAC, and that was to NCCU and played valiantly. If the Bears had had any semblance of an offense, that game could have gone a different way for Morgan State. That said, Morgan State has to beat Howard, okay, and then has to get some help from Delaware State, which um, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. So basically, you're looking at. North Carolina Central, a win by North Carolina Central and a loss by Howard means North Carolina Central, regardless of, uh, 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 well, that scenario, regardless of uh, anything else. I mean, North Carolina Central wins, Howard loses, then North Carolina Central um, is in. But I think um, the Eagles will finish 9-2 and two on the season, and for the first time since 2016, the MEAC will get an at-large berth, or at least should, I mean, Listen, you look at the Eagles' resume. It's very, very good. Uh, if 
the Eagles beat Delaware State, that would make a nine and two record. Your only losses would be to Howard, who would who would be if again Howard wins, in essence, MEAC champs representing in the Celebration Bowl, and then your only other losses to UCLA. And the Eagles have beaten a couple of ranked teams this year, so I would suspect that for the first time since 2016, uh, provided that those things happen, that the MEAC would get an at-large berth to the FCS playoffs, which is a, a feather in the cap of the MEAC. Look, we talked about, talked you know, years ago, it was talked about when this whole scenario happened, when Florida, when A&T first left, uh, then it was Florida A&M, and then it was Bethune-Cookman, leaving only six teams. Uh, and the precursor to that, of course, was Hampton leaving, and then Savannah State deciding to go uh, – back to the SIAC or uh, to Division Two, leaving only six teams in the MEAC. Everybody thought that the MEAC was dead. It, 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 it was, uh, uh, you know, the MEAC. Look, the, a couple of things here, and I'll say it again. A, the MEAC is financially solvent. That's A. But B, even if you look at this, okay, the MEAC probably a little bit more irrelevant in the first half of the season because there was no conference play. I mean, you look at, but a couple of storylines. Uh, you look at what North Carolina Central was able to do. You look at what Morgan State, that first game of the season against Richmond, and then the second game, giving Akron, playing up and giving Akron all it could handle. So you had a couple of storylines there. And then the second half of the season, it's belonged to the MEAC, right? Because each and every week, every game really mattered. You only had five games for each school in the MEAC, and it each game mattered till it came down to this game. And by the way, of course, we'll have a new number one, I, I would suspect, uh, in the HBCU coaches and media polls, which, of course, you can find uh, at BoxToRow.com. You can find right on this website. But uh, look, the MEAC is very, very relevant. Uh, and if the scenario plays out, as, as I spoke about, meaning Howard uh, defeats uh, Morgan State, uh, then North Carolina Central uh, would beat Delaware State nine and two record. Howard represents the MEAC in the Celebration Bowl, and North Carolina Central would go to the FCS playoffs. And uh, so, no, no, the the, the MEAC is still very relevant. Now, of course, if there's no Celebration Bowl, uh, then then it's a whole different scenario because now you you need to have a team, uh, another team, to be eligible. Uh, for uh, the automatic bid for the FCS playoffs. So, no, uh, uh, the MEAC is still, uh, in fact, very relevant. So let's look at this Howard and North Carolina Central football game. I mean, you have Howard jumping out to the 14 to nothing lead. North Carolina Central's able to respond to pull it to within 14 to 7. Um, and you also had the situation where Howard then went up 21 to seven, okay, and, and that second quarter was bananas, absolutely fireworks all over the place, and then for whatever reason, uh, the Bison decided to kick the ball to Brandon Codrington, one of the one of the really one of the great returnmen in the history of the MEAC. He brings it back eighty five yards for the touchdown, and Central had to be feeling pretty good right there. Why? Because it had pulled to within seven, inside of two minutes remaining in the half, and was looking to get the football back to begin the second half. Two key plays to me, or not plays, but drives uh, uh, for uh, that enabled the Bison to win this game. 
scoring with one second remaining in the second quarter to go up 28 to 14 and then stopping the Eagles on their first possession of the third quarter. Okay. Though that, that was it. And then, and then Howard uh, responded late because that third quarter didn't have a lot of scoring, but Howard responded late in the third quarter. Jared Hunter had that 17 yard touchdown run to go up 35 to 14. So now you're talking about three touchdowns and that pretty much uh, was the ball game. And uh, so give the Bison a lot of credit. Uh, I was definitely wrong. The Bison bounced back after the loss to South Carolina State, who uh, who the Eagles beat down uh, two weeks previous to that. And look, Quentin Williams, uh, we talk about Davis Richard, and I talked about this on Friday. Generally, when he steps on the field, you know, he hasn't had the greatest offensive season, but generally when he steps on the field in terms of from a talent and look perspective, he's the best player on the field. Well, this Bison, a couple of things. This Bison defense had really had something to say about that, okay? 11 to 25, 77 yards, one touchdown for Davius Richard. He also rushed. He had a big, uh, I think like a 75-yard touchdown run. He also rushed for another uh, 91 yards in the football game. Bison defense sacked Davius Richard four times in this football game. Held the Eagle offense, who had put up some points. What, what, what was it, 62 against Howard, 38 last week against Norfolk State, uh, not only to the 20 points, okay, but also in terms of total offense, uh, the Eagles uh, only managed 77 yards passing and only managed 120 yards rushing for a total of 198 yards of total offense. This was a dominating performance by the Bison. And uh, on both sides of the football, Quentin Williams was absolutely tremendous. 23 of 33, 277 yards. He had three touchdowns. He also rushed for another touchdown in the ball game. He was absolutely spectacular. And that Howard running game, 244 yards rushing led by Jarrett Hunters, two touchdowns, 113 yards. Uh, Eaton James was really good as well. Nine carries, 84 yards. He continues to be really, really good uh, and had a uh, a rushing touchdown uh, as well. So you're talking about a dominating performance by uh, the the, uh, Bison in this uh, football game. So we had some other games. And, of course, you can stay on our website at boxingroad.com to Uh, see the entire scoreboard not going to go through the entire scoreboard today I will say uh, Texas Southern's victory over Alcorn State what uh, 44 to 10 I I never saw that coming Uh, I I never saw that coming so now you're talking about that SWAC Western division um, which is (laughs) which is crazy right now and these are your scenarios okay these are the scenarios. If Prairie View A&M wins, it's in, okay? Prairie View A&M has bounced back because Prairie View A&M was out of this thing going back three weeks ago. Now Prairie View A&M is back in the race. Southern took a loss, right? Prairie View A&M, Southern's out of it, right? Prairie View A&M wins, they're in. Or if all three other teams lose, meaning Southern, Grambling, 
and Alcorn State. Okay, and remember, this is a similar scenario we had last year. I think it was if uh, it, it was either either PV if PV or Alcorn State won, then it was in, and we had all kinds of craziness. And Southern ended up representing the Western Division. Alcorn State. This is Alcorn State's path. Alcorn State wins, and Prairie View A and M loses. Alcorn State is in. Grambling still in this thing with its victory. Grambling can get in with a win and a Prairie View A&M and Alcorn State loss, which is very, very possible. I mean, Texas Southern has shown us the way. My goodness gracious. Texas Southern has really shown us the way. Okay. Um, listen, congratulations. I, I was wrong about this to Virginia Union, uh, the Panthers in the CIAA championship game, uh, be, uh, defeating Fayetteville State. I thought it would be a game a close football game, one in which Fayetteville State had been there before with the experience. Um, that wasn't the, the case per se. It was a good game because defensively, both teams did well, even though Jada Byers had 140 yards rushing. It was like going 40 carries. I mean, it, you know, uh, this was a defensive showcase. Uh, my goodness gracious. And, by the way, Virginia Union has earned a bid to the Division II playoffs, second year in a row. For the Panthers, you figured the winner of that game probably was going to be, or the loser was probably going to be out, and the winner certainly was going to be in. And then, of course, to Benedict, number one seed again in the uh, playoffs. Uh, interested to see what the Tigers are going to do in the playoffs now. A dominating performance over Albany State in the SIAC championship game, 47-10. to And Benedict remains the only undefeated team in HBCU football now, 11-0. and That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Depending upon when you're listening to this podcast, the HBCU National Players of the Week will be released on today as well as the HBCU coaches and media polls. On tomorrow, the Division II coaches poll will be released. Uh, Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Today, of course, only. uh, You can listen only at BoxToRow.com. Uh, we look to the latter part of the week. And and as a matter of fact, this week you'll be able to really listen only online, but we'll be back the latter part of the week with the podcast on the box to row YouTube channel. Talk with you later. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you.